Hello and welcome to another episode of Games Realm. We are this week going to discuss uh, handheld gaming and some of our thoughts, opinions on handhelds. So, yeah. first though, Ed, how are you doing? What have you been playing? I'm good, thanks, Joe. I've been playing Among Us on the Switch and Tetris 99 on the Switch in just a bit of preparation for this episode. I was oh, gonna get. Okay. I was gonna start playing Pokemon Sword again, but um, I couldn't find my little cartridge for it. Oh, that doesn't um, help. That. I know it completely screwed over my plans for the weekend. That's a bit. So pretty I've had to resort to stuff that was on my Switch hard drive. What do you think to Among Us? Cheap bit of disposable fun. It's oh, better yeah. when you can talk to people and proper start accusing people properly. Yeah. I played it on um, Steam a few times. It's good. Yeah, it's a laugh. It's um, simple idea. It's like the whole. It's like Cluedo video game. Yeah. But it's... I say you pick it up for 10 minutes, have a few games, put it down, and come back to it later. And it's Crazy fine. Crazy it's got, isn't it? Crazy it's yeah. massive now. Yeah, because I had it on the iPhone for ages, and then I saw it was on, like, £2.50 on the Switch sale. Back so I thought, why yeah, not? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I've got it on my phone, but I saw it was on the Switch. I didn't delve into it, but it is good. It is fun. Uh, Kev, what you've been playing, how are you? I'm all right, thanks, mate. Um, I have currently been raging at Dark Souls 3. I am... Um currently on the DLC for it, because you have to do the DLC before you finish the story. And there's a boss on it that's got two phases, and you can't even get into the DLC until you do the boss, so... Brill! Brill! If I had hair, <laughs> it would have been gone by now. I can't. Otherwise, apart from that, mate, I've just been streaming Super Mario World, which is surprisingly harder than I realised. Ah, uh, it's um, a good one. Yeah, it's, I thought, yeah, I'll, do, I'll stream this tonight, yeah, be alright. Just got my head kicked in. What were we saying last week, though, wasn't it, about are, are games harder, or are they just more forgiving now but i think they, i think the words just had it and they are more forgiving now mm, definitely and uh i'm all right as well and i've been playing yeah, yeah. what i've been playing i've been playing i, I downloaded daymare have you seen that oh dude is it any good because i've seen that it's like no oh. <laughs> it's shit i want to play it <laughs> Is it's it like playing Resident Evil 5 or 6. I was going to say, is it like Sunday Market Special Resident Evil 2? Oh, honestly, it's, it's so, it had so much promise, but it's got some really terrible mechanics. Like, you have clips for your gun, and you have to go in your inventory and combine the ammo with the clip. And then when you reload, if you tap square, he just pops the clip out, so it falls on the floor, and then he puts a new clip in. And then you haven't got any more clips because you've dropped it. You have to pick it back up oh. and put the bullets back in it. But you can have, like, five clips, but you have to reload them all after each fight. It, it's it's a good it's a good mechanic for that survival horror element. But, like, the enemies just all have the, the run at you like this. I've obviously watched the videos of it. It looks it's fucking terrible. For anybody listening, that was um, Team America is like surprise. Yeah, it's it's, it's a super secret (laughs) signal. Pretty much just the signal from Team America, and it it is bad. But but it's the for me, it's that good kind of bad that you you want to play it. You don't mind. Only cost. Oh, is it car crash? Can't look away, but carry on. Yeah, yeah, that's good though. I'm hacking away at Horizon, um, not because I'm enjoying it. Just I don't get, I get a couple hours or something, maybe even there or an hour. So it's, I like to be able to sit down for a few hours and play that. Because um, mm. I end up putting it on, then just tangent off and just start like shooting turkeys with bow and arrows. Oh, you don't tangent. What are you want about? Uh, what tangent is? They call, they call me the isosceles triangle. Sausages. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, right. Mm-hmm. As well, I. Um... 
me and Gemma play the Outriders demo. Is it good? Uh, it's a meme. It's like if Square Enix made Gears of War, which is fine. It's playable. The gunplay on it's great. Really good drop and drop out co-op. But with the dialogue of Leon Kennedy in Resident Evil 4, it's like dead dated and dead like... I don't know. There's people calling each other bro and son of a bitch and generic bad guy. and well, Yeah, it's so bad it's amazing. Like, it's yeah, nothing yeah. to do with, the, like, the trailer makes it look like this really big action space epic thing with, like, dead good gunplay and stuff in there. You get in and you can't with the dialogue. You just can't. And you know what? I'm here for it. I Is that intentional, do you think? Like, they've just gone for the cheesy, hammy... No, no, it's not self-aware, which oh, makes dear. it even better. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, get the demo whilst it's on the store because it's re- it's a good video game, but it's hilariously bad with dialogue. So it's the best of both. So yeah, give it a spin. I'd just also like to say before we jump in this subject that my fiance has bought me an Xbox Series X. I have joined. The, I mean, I don't really have a side. I've just joined the dark side. Ah, uh, uh, you'll I've, you'll come to love it. <laughs> I have said she, she won't mind me having it here. I said, no, I'll hold off till my birthday then. We'll put it up in the box in the room. But then I'm just trying to hack away through that back catalogue. Frustratingly, I wanted to play some Warzone, but I have 60 gig free on my hard drive and I need to free up another 90 gig <sighs> to install 17 gig. What fuck are they playing at? So I didn't play any Warzone. It's getting to the point now where you're going to need um, to modify a base playstation just didn't, to play call of duty didn't you see uh if you want to install the latest one black ops because if you if you load up call of duty it comes up now with three menus you've got warzone in the middle modern warfare and black ops and you pick what you want to play and to install all three it will not fit on a 500 gig ps4 anymore it won't even fit on a series s at all to be fair that's stupid in it, that's what bewildered me when they released the new generation. I get we've gone SSDs, so it's faster, but like games are already too big to fit on the hard drives. Last of Us takes up over hundred gig. Red Dead Redemption's over hundred. Destiny Division Two. The, how can you get, release a terabyte hard drive when you can't? It just takes up all of the space. Silence. That's it. You've had it. You've ruined it. Consoles yeah. are over. All right, podcast yeah. is done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had a good run. The upshot is um, <clears throat> you can use SSDs on PS5s. Like the the other ports is being for some bizarre reason it's locked off, which I think is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they said that like, oh yeah, you, we're gonna update it soon, etc. It's like why can't you just do it on launch? Just tell us how fast you need it to be, or do like an own branded one. If you're that bothered yeah. about it, just do like a PlayStation branded. SSD, like, Xbox already did it. Xbox did it on release, even though it yeah. is more expensive than a Series S. Why? Or as it's insane how it. expensive that um, additional one terabyte is. Yeah, uh, it's, it's proprietary, isn't it, though? Like, yeah, it's proprietary, it's but in, in comparison with, say, if you're buying a, a terabyte external SSD for an, a PC, it's better value on, on like, performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. the price of a PC versus the price of, like, you know, a console is... There's still quite a different, quite a margin difference in the so yeah, I get it, but it's like suddenly you've you've dropped four hundred and fifty quid on either console, and then you're offering like what hundred quid, two hundred quid on putting Warzone on it. <laughs> so it's like That's it's what I'd be doing. It's going to come to the point now where the next Call of Duty is going to come on an SSD card, and yeah. you just bang it in your PlayStation. So 
without further ado, let's delve into this subject. It's, supposed, it's just supposed to be a quick episode, this one, isn't it? We said we'd just hash out some chat about handhelds, because I don't know if any of us are really big handheld gamers. I've owned a lot of handhelds, but I'm not a handheld gamer as such. However, I thought it was a worthy subject to just throw some info out there and a bit of shade on the 37 reinventions of, like, one Nintendo console they ever released. So, I think handheld gaming really started, correct me if I'm wrong, but it really started with the Game Boy, which was in 1989. And Tetris, ironically, was such a massive hitter uh, that it, it just blew everything out of the water. I think, is, is it, I'm right, I don't know if anyone, I didn't actually research this point, but I think the Game Boy is, like, the best-selling machine ever made. I know Tetris is the biggest selling game ever made because it's been on every platform and it's you know to the point yeah yeah nuts Uh, i still buy it as soon as as soon as i get the opportunity to i'll buy it for anything i could i'll buy it on my toaster if i could (laughs) like that guy you more doom in his porsche yeah but it has been on absolutely everything, and I think like after that you had the Mar- you had the original Mario, which was sort of almost obviously not graphically a like for like mate, but it was pretty identical to the original Mario that came out on the NES. And it is such a it is it's a big a big market. I think when you move into more hardcore gaming or me hardcore casual gaming, I don't think it's as fruitful for reasons that I'll probably touch on later. But before we go through more, like what's what's your opinion? What do you think about handheld gaming and uh, how it stands in the current climate, Ed? I've always been a huge advocate for handheld gaming, just purely because of the ease of it. Like how, how easy is it to pick up a device, take it anywhere you want, and just enjoy a few hours of gaming wherever you are? It's, it's like the childhood dream we all had. I was like just having a device in your pocket where you can just, sit on a park bench and play with some we'd play like with yourself, with yourself or with a mate yeah, um, yeah. Trying, to, uh, <laughs> trying to dodge the innuendo with that <laughs> but, um but over the years it's only been a one-man show with nintendo mm. like you've had sega dipping with the game gear you've had like nokia with the engage or the whatever company came out with the gizmondo or the atari Lynx. none of them have had the staying power that nintendo have had because no. Nintendo put the money there. They turned around and said, we're going to commit to this market that no one seems to be acknowledging. And they made it their own. Not even gonna, Sony oh, could touch them. I'm going to go out there, though, and say on Nintendo, they only have about five games. I don't think they yeah. have many more than that. I think they literally have about five or five mascots, and they just shovel them out. Oh, yeah, the that, amount of, sho- the is, amount of they shovelware. They are massive console sellers. Yeah. The amount of shovelware on any... Nintendo devices unreal. Mm. Like handhelds are no exception. Like I say you can go down to any budget market or second hand store and pick up a thousand different mystery clones for two pounds each. You can go I literally in, into any shop if that sells Nintendo handheld games now, like DS. And they're all at a budget price. There's yeah. nothing but it works for the device. And with these new hybrids with the Wii U and the Switch it shows their commitment to offering that portability to players. Oh yeah, and I think yeah. I think the market um, has grown massively since since when we were all younger. And I think it is a very different market, and I've got a question on this later. A very different market to what it was, but I think Nintendo obviously have just dominated it. But like the Game Gear, that was such a good console. Like if you go back and actually play one, it looked the part. Yeah. It had really, I was going to say HD, obviously it wasn't HD. 
But I mean, it had like console quality graphics and picture on a handheld machine. I mean, it ran on like 48 double A's or something, but it looked the part for what it was. And I remember yeah. seeing Sonic in full colour. I mean, Game Boy didn't achieve that. Game Boy didn't even achieve proper full colour. He had the Game Boy colour, but that was... I think it was like the, the Game Boy Advance. That was the first yeah. Nintendo Which, that, handheld. That came out when PlayStation was out. And I remember they pushed it back when bit. It was 30, 32-bit. I think it was 32 bits. The N64 was 64 bit. That was the whole point, wasn't it? But the PlayStation 1 was 32 bit, and they pushed the Game Boy Advance as 32 bit. And I remember thinking when I was in Asda, and I asked my mum to get me one for Christmas, thinking that's as powerful as a PlayStation. But it obviously fucking was nowhere near that. But right. I remember because that was back then. That was it's like teraflops. That's the new thing in it. But that was the the measure of power was that. It said it was 32-bit, so it's telling me that it's going to be as powerful as a PlayStation 1. It really wasn't. But I think they've always obviously had the massive dominating. It's obviously going to be talking about Nintendo for the majority of this. They have had the massive market, and they continue to have the massive market. But what's your uh, what's your opinion, Kev, on the handheld market? I think you're right that Nintendo do have the lion's share of it. But it also depends on who's playing it, like your audience. Like, if you think that... When it comes to the big three, you've got, what, Master Chief is the mascot for Xbox, yeah? You've got Kratos, maybe, as the or, like, Aloy, whoever, for PlayStation. But then you've got, what, like, Fortnite, Mario, Donkey Kong, XYZ kids things for Nintendo. And primarily, you're going to be selling kids handhelds more than adults. I'm not saying adults don't, because they absolutely do. And the Vita is still massively underrated, and it's a shame it died, because it was incredible for what it was. Yeah. But you're getting Fortnite on iPads. <laughs> Mobile games are the only thing I know that are as successful, if not more so, than Nintendo Switch stuff. Because mm. I'm not a mobile player. Like, I've got a couple of games. Like, literally, I've got, like, Mega Man 2, and it's a terrible part, but we won't talk about it. But that's what it is. It's like Konami, for example, Konami, but... They make more money in mobile casino games and like microtransactions than they ever would do with a Metal Gear rehash, even if it had like you know other people making it apart from Kojima. It's uh, it's it's just the market. I mean, like it's, I'll try and make it the only time I mention it in this episode. Final Fantasy VII now has two mobile games. What is a battle royale? What? What is PUBG in it? Final Fantasy skin PUBG. Yeah, it literally is. And then they've, like, decided that they're going to spend all their time and resources on, like, doing the compilation of it in a mobile game. Like, but the thing is, a lot of mobile games do get ported to Switch. Like, mm, you had yeah. Final Fantasy XV Pocket Edition. You had... Um, Blades. Oh, yes, Blades from... Yeah, exactly. So you do have... Like, Fallout Shelter's a big one. Fallout Shelter's one that's, like, you know, people were like, oh, cool, it's a little sim or anything like that. But then it went to Switch. It's like, oh, my God, Fallout's on, like, you know, Switch. What's going on? Because I think the Switch is the most versatile thing that they've done pretty much ever. And it's an awesome console. It really is. But like you say, unless you like what Nintendo's pumping out, because they have quite a niche market as well as a kid's market, like this is where you're going to let, like, you know, and then you get your Japanese games, for example, like, you know, your Genshins and, like, you know, your Personas and this, that, and the other. But if it's not a mascot game, a lot of that sort of stuff is on Switch. Yeah. So, again, think, it depends on the age group as well. I think you raised a good point, though, in the mobile market. I think I'd have a, I had a point about, I I don't, um, this is going to sound really thick, but I don't class the Switch as a handheld console because 
I don't think it is anymore. I think it's a home console with the ability to be played handheld. And I know that I sounds that. really re- weirdly well, redundant. Then, then you've got the Switch Lite, which That's is what I mean. the Switch designed Lite is as the handheld. As the handheld console, but yeah. I don't think they are anymore. And I think the handheld market is... Because I, I play my Switch, but I play it, I prefer it plugged in my telly. Um, mm. Charlotte, I've got Charlotte Switch Lite, and she plays that handheld. She plays a lot of Stardew and Porsche, but... She doesn't like it plugged in the telly. She prefers to play it as a handheld console, and I think it it isn't anymore that it is necessarily a hand. It is a handheld market because it has that versatility. It can be taken handheld, but I think that a lot of it now is the mobile market and like Fortnite. Uh, COD's got their COD Mobile that turns over a ridiculous amount of money, and they take a lot of these big titles and they make them freemium. Um, mm. And you can play COD without having to buy anything. You, can, uh, you know, I win games. Some, well, I played it for ages. But I used to win games on COD on my mobile and play Battle Royale on it. With that, you don't have to pay for anything to, to play to win or anything. You're paying for skins because that's where the the market's massively changed. And it's all the skin game, isn't it? For the kids that just buy and pay for all of them, pay for the V bucks to buy the latest fucking banana skin on Fortnite. And I think it has just turned around. I do, I do think that there's a bit of a missing point with like the Vita that. When that came out, I got one on launch, and you got Uncharted, Golden Abyss, and that was like console, PS3 quality. It wasn't high def, because the console isn't high def, but it was very sharp looking. And it was like playing the actual console version on your handheld, and it had trophies, and it had multiplayer, and it had online. So it was like as if what I wanted that sort of get handheld generation to go into, because for me although I own a Switch, it, it do not get the full utilisation because it just lacks something. And I've said it before, but I think it's, it is like the game attacks and being able to show off that I've finished, I've earned all the stars, as we've said before, in a game and stuff like that. I think that's what the, the handheld market lacks for me now, is that it's just, I don't know, it always misses something. I don't know, what do you think? Does it, do you think it's to you two as big as it can be, or is it just there and it just fills a void every so often? I think the next evolution is going to be cloud-based gaming, but in a better form. Yeah. Like, not like Stadia, for God's sake. The thing is, as much as we criticise Stadia and stuff, they had the right idea. They just went super Peter Molyneux about it. We're going to do everything and didn't do anything. But as an actual idea, like, they're getting to the point where, like, I remember the famous quote before the Stadia launch was, you could play something like The Witcher in a web browser, which was, like, this ridiculous gargantuan, like, oh, my God, that would be unbelievable. But... You've already got a lot of it. Like like you say with like the Switch being more of a home console, the Switch Lite, a lot of people... I know a lot of people that have had Switch Lights that have traded them in for proper Switches. Dare I say, well, I'll say proper, but you know what I mean, like full Switch. So I don't play portably much because I'm a big gamer like a Zelda gamer, so I'm not going to play Breath of the Wild like not docked. I know some no. people like to, but like something like Animal Crossing and stuff, people will put every second that they can into because they're obsessed with it and that's fine. Yeah. I enjoy it that much. Yeah. But natural evolution to me is stuff like xCloud. It's like remote play with a PlayStation. Like I'd more than happily, if I had a DualSense and an iPad with me, I'd just remote play me PS5. Yeah. And the thing is the price of these items as well, you've got to think that no portable console, like even back then slash now, it's never been cheap. Like, you've never thought, that's a really good value Game Boy that isn't, like, 40 quid out of a second-hand shop. Like, on launch, there was, like, a couple hundred quid in the sign, you know, and it's, like, Switches now, you've got 180 or 280, depending on which version you want. That's still not far off a PlayStation or an Xbox. So oh, they are good, but they're, they're not cheap. Nah. The, game, the Game Gear was good. Customer 1S, Series S. 
<clears throat> like the Game Gear was really good, but it took six AA batteries and had the telly thingy in it, and everyone was like, oh, it's got an aerial, that's mint. But it lasts like 10 minutes. Yeah. So it's... And screen crunch is a thing. People forget about screen crunch. Like, if you haven't got a lot of real estate on your screen, say you're playing something like, I don't know, like a Sonic or a Mario or a platformer, if you've suddenly gone from your telly, which when you was a kid, you would have had like a 21-inch portable or whatever in your room that's got the built-in VHS thingy at the bottom of it, and then you've suddenly gone to something that's basically a square version of your phone now, there's not a lot of places to jump. (laughs) There's not a lot of places to do stuff. So they normally do really good portables. Um... But there's only so much they're capable of, even if graphically it's dead, you know, impressive and it's dead fast and stuff. If you've only got, like, what, a four-inch screen, you've only got a four-inch screen. Yeah. Um, it's got to be careful with that. I would like to say that the Switch, though, is, for me, it's an absolutely ridiculously impressive machine, though, isn't it? Like, when oh, you yeah. think about how much it does, and it is literally size of your phone times two. You know, look at the size of your PS5, PS4 Pro, your Series X. And then look at the size of a Switch and the amount of games it pumps out in decent quality. It is really impressive, though, isn't it, for what it is? Oh, it's fantastic. literally the size of a tablet, isn't it? It's incredible. It's a tablet with connectable controllers. That's what it is. Yeah, that's it. And it's madness how, how good it actually is. I mean, I do, as much as I was banging on and ramp, ramping on it, but I do really think it is a high-quality console. I, we bought one, I think own two now, including the Switch, I've got three. But we, when we bought one originally... We, took, we used to take it on holiday with us and just play Mario Kart. We'd batter it left, right, and centre, and then come back, mm. and then it would just get docked again until we go on holiday again. Yeah. Um, and mine sort of does now. I'm breaking it out to play through Pokemon Shield here and there. I think I'm, but I, I get too hooked on power levelling and finding out what Pokemon's any good, and then the next thing I know, I'm level 40, and I'm going to the gym, and the gym boss is level 20, and I'm just rinsing everything. But I, um, I just have a collection of triple a titles for it so i've got all the mario games and all the zelda games i just sit on a shelf because i know if i trade it in and want to buy it again it's going to cost me 50 quid again isn't it oh yeah never devalue what um what do you have for yours ed um like i said i've gone um pretty much all the major nintendo games because anything like skyrim or witcher i'm going to enjoy more on my xbox mm-hmm because uh, considering that I purposefully went for the lights, for the portability, I've not committed to the big sprawling RPGs because my hand cramps up after about an hour or so playing it. Mm. Like, it hasn't got the comfort, so the um, the ability to turn it into a controller, all the attachments and all the stuff has been removed from the normal Switch to make it so small. Yeah. And that's the sacrifice you make with the, um, the light. And yeah. part of me does regret buying the light over the normal one like um when i went to buy it it was like a special discount event at work and i ended up paying only about 140 pounds for it in total Mm. but i had the opportunity there and then to say spend an extra 60 quid and get a proper one and in hindsight perhaps i should have done that but i still enjoy my switch for what it is and like i said i've got all the i've got all the marios i've got all the i've got say i've got pokemon sword i've got um, I play Minecraft on it. I play whatever, like Tetris 99. I'm playing the Super Mario 30 or whatever it is at the moment. And oh, it's just... Oh, yeah. yeah. But it's just mainly for those exclusive Nintendo IPs. Yeah. Because you they're so protective and you're not going to play them on anything else. But like, at the end of the day, I, I don't look at it and think, right, I can play... It's cool that you can play Skyrim on it. It's cool that you can play The Witcher 3 on it. And whatever else will happily 
end up on there. But for someone who owns a PlayStation, an Xbox, a PC, you're not going to choose to play those yeah. AAA experiences on a Switch because you're not going to get the full benefit. You're feeling like you're going to get a cheapened version of it. Yeah, definitely. It was the same on the on the PSP and the PS Vita. Um, some of the ports were fantastic, and the fact you could hook it up to your PS um, three or four and play the like use it as like a second screen was fantastic. That was a great idea. Shame it wasn't utilized more. Yeah, but again, it's um, having that flexibility in a portable. Yeah. But to play that game on the full screen on four K graphics, or spend the same money on playing it on a, a fraction of the screen size with a a much more difficult control set. It's just, it's a weird one. Don't resonate. I think I think it's hard because yeah. we're all seem to be more proper gamers. It's hard to justify playing them on those. Like I've got Skyrim on mine. I bought it twenty quid on the store, and it is good. And I did play a little bit, but then I've also got it on VR, uh, and I've got it on the remastered one for the PlayStation. So I don't play it at all on the Switch. Uh, but in, in to what you said, I bought one the Switch like last year during lockdown uh seven and it, we couldn't get a switch anywhere and then no. i said shout oh, i've got switch lights on berry or something i'll get you one of them and we'll put the money in that so we bought a switch light and then i regretted it because i wish i bought a proper switch so that we could have a second dock upstairs because the docks cost 80 quid to buy anyway which yeah. is a ridiculous price to pay for just a hdmi output yeah. the biggest problem we've had with nintendo in 2020 is the fact that they're all made outside of the UK. Mm. And with... Because I looked into this because I've had a huge issue with work with the Switch, primarily. Um, because everyone's been at home, kids have been bored out of their mind, and parents are just clawing at the walls for something for them to play. And it's all down to the fact that there was nobody working in the factories, and then import and export has been slowed down to the point where you're now looking at paying double. I say it's just turned into a scalper's game again with everything else. And it's just for like a basic yeah. switch or a switch light. And it's that, insane. That's what happened like with, with the PS5 and it's just scalpers galore at the minute still yeah. even I've got an app that tells me when they come in stock. Within seconds they're out of stock again. Mm. So on another note then, uh what handheld consoles have you owned Dad? I say I've I've gone through quite a lot. Um in like looking back at my own like personal retrospective. because um, so if I say I've still got two original Game Boys. For some reason, I've ended up with because I think one was mine and one was my wife's, and obviously, as we've moved in together, we've realised we've both got the same ancient um, games console. And then I had a Game Boy Advanced and a Game Boy SP, which were both really interesting, but not utilised as much as I thought they would be. No. And then I obviously went big with the PSP and the uh, PS Vita, but due to absolutely woeful support in the West. They've both been massively neglected. Did you get a PSP Go? No. I didn't get one console. of them. I wanted one, but I wasn't buying enough um, um, digital purchases at the time. Yeah. But I, got, I had a PSP Go. I, thought, I, I agree with you, though. I did like the PSP. I thought it was a great um, great machine for what it was. It, it was a shame, again, that it just didn't get supported. It got supported in some ways, didn't it? But... And it's all about the money again. That you know they're not going to release the big hardcore titles on them, and they're not going to get the money back. And on the Vita, they released Killzone, and it was really good, but it felt quite shallow. And Uncharted was actually all round, like at the start, that was all round, brilliant graphics, gameplay, story. They did the whole ten yards with it, which was really good. But then 
I don't think there was much else that for me after that that I was really impressed by. Like Little Big Planet wasn't great. The God of War one they did was quite good, but it was just a rehash of the Chains of Olympus and Ghost of Sparta. Uh, they didn't release a standalone God of War for it. Didn't release a Metal Gear Solid. They just put two and three back on it. So it it didn't didn't get supported well, and it had so much promise to do well. But I think sometimes the Switch is a bit better for this. But the, like the analog sticks, just just bite the bullet and give me proper analog sticks. Yeah. That's it. Just bite the bullet. Give me full-size analog sticks. Because if you play Fortnite or something on a Switch, it's really difficult because the sticks aren't very good. So you have to get a pro controller, but then obviously that defeats the object of it being a portable machine. So I think I think it's just the... Well, I suppose it's double-ending it. If they, do, if they did do it, it's, is it going to sell as many? Is it going to be comfortable? It's going to get slandered in the press and all that, isn't it? But no, I owned I owned the original Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, SP, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Micro, every single DS that was ever made, Clamshell, DS Lite, DS XL, 3DS, 2DS. I just got sucked into them. I've still got a normal a 3DS and a 2DS, actually. I just got sucked into them all. But I've bought like, every Nintendo console just to pretty much play Pokemon, and that is it. Don't play it else. I've got a load of Zelda ones. Don't play them. And I borrowed off, uh, I think, I don't know if Kev knows Martin Ellis, um, but I borrowed Hotel Dusk about... 13 years ago. Still got that on my shelf. Not playing it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Alice. Yeah, it's, a, it's, an on, it's an ongoing joke that every year on his birthday I share a photo of it and tell him I'll bring it back soon. <laughs> <laughs> and it's still there on my shelf. Mike, I Mike. remember there's a guy I used to work Mike. with, uh, Chris, who I worked with when I was a Christmas temper came in 2004. I borrowed his copy of Bioshock for the 360. Uh, when it came out, like the week after, and it's a still still collectible one. And then he gave me back, not because I was nicking it or anything. I, I don't know where it is. I've been <laughs> like three times since then. So, Chris, I'm sorry, I you a copy of Bioshock. <laughs> At least he's uh, now, now. Well, what you were talking about, especially when it comes to the Pro Controller as well, is that I've never had a Switch without a Pro Controller. Like, yeah. is that... Yeah, like, this is what I mean when we talked about being sort of, like, uh, home gamers slash proper gamers slash whatever you want to call it. Bankers. Yeah, proper knobheads. But no, like, the thing is with, uh, and whilst you were talking about it, like, the titles you reeled off and stuff as well, it sort of occurs to me, if you sort of take yourself out of the equation, that portable consoles feel like legacy consoles, even though they're current. As daft as that is. If you were to get, like, a Mario game to come out on the latest Nintendo... Like, I don't know, on the NES or the SNES or whatever, you would get, instead of Super Mario World, you'd get Super Mario Land. You'd get, like, you know, instead of Donkey Kong Country, Donkey Kong World or whatever, they're sat in you there. And they're, like, bite-sized ports or, like, you know, sort of a riff off what the original one is. And when you look back, like, when especially when you said about, like, Killzone and they're not being anything but, like, ports and remasters and stuff, it's that plus and or a second controller like, if you have a look at the GBA when it came out at the same time, roughly, as the GameCube, Nintendo went one step further, and they... <laughs> I remember when you had Wind Waker, you could plug it in and you could have Tingle. You could have that <laughs> thing, could yeah, yeah. yeah, Yeah, like this sort of thing. Or, like, if you got Game Boy Advance, like the clamshell ones and stuff, the way you would, like, trade Pokemon would be with that little wireless attachment thingy with it. Like, yeah. there was always on it with stuff like that. But, again, like, Pokemon is the only thing I've known to be more portable than stay at home yeah yeah when it comes to that sort of stuff because the only time like 
when I saw you didn't have Pokemon on the SNES, you had it on the sixty four, but it's only Pokemon Stadium and Pokemon Snap like spin off ones. You didn't have a main chapter one until yeah, like, like the flip of what you've just said. Yeah, you had the, you had the knockoff on the big consoles, but they'd focus pri- uh, every single generation has been like Pokemon Sapphire, Pokemon Ruby, yeah, like, Sword always Shield. Been, like, on it's the, always on been the, on the handheld console. Yeah. and stuff, but the, obviously because the Switch is both, that's why, as soon as they've said, oh, we're doing Gen 4 remakes, we're doing this remake and we're doing like these new ones, they've sold ridiculously because of A, the name, and because people remember being them that good, and if you got to think the amount of story that there is in the whole Pokemon lore and stuff, like, even to dish out 800 Pokemon over how many years, and primarily be on handheld consoles, that's a big undertaking. So, uh... Story's shit on them though, isn't it? Yeah, it's weird. Professor, <laughs> insert name, is you're nine years old now. Fuck off, I want to shag your mum. Yeah, yeah, it's a rat in a ball, fuck off. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go play the off. garden and get lost for a bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, to be honest... Come actually, back eight years later. Apparently, um, I've not played them through or anything, but, like, there's a whole thing about the great Pokemon war before, like, there was in Civilization and stuff. The mythology on it's massive, and I was like, Jesus Christ, I thought they was just trying to sell, like, fake minions. So... <laughs> You know, I mean, it's like it's absolutely nuts. Seen the trailer for the new one, Arceus or something? You seen the trailer? Oh, is it like an open world one? Yeah, it looks really good. Like you actually, like it sort of takes the elements of the last two. Let's go, Eevee, Pikachu, and Sword and Shield, and where you run around the open world and you see the Pokemon on the battlefield, Mm -hmm. and then you run up to them and it goes, it does all that shit. Uh, and then you see the guy like throw his Pokeball out. Well, what you do now is you pick which one in your inventory you want to go, and you creep up, and then you actually throw the ball into the fight, and your Pokemon comes up. And instead of it like, you know, the Pokeball flashes up on flashes up like that on the screen, yeah, and it's yeah, battle. Yeah. It happens there. In real time. Yeah, you throw wow. the ball out. It becomes a battle there, and then you battle it, and then you 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 can you can just walk up walk around, see one in the distance, and just pull a Pokeball about and launch it at it, and try and catch it. You know, it's what it's what they should have done about six years of fucking go and finally got around to doing it where it's taken them but i mean well, if it ain't broke don't fix it isn't it? it's yeah making those matter wasn't it yeah i think yeah i think it finally caught up with them when they were saying look game freak makes like two billion pound are you are you going to finally put it's what i was saying in that group chat and then this got announced i was saying the fact they need to do the trees they need to sort the trees look worse than zelda and zelda's fucking massive and doesn't make as much money as pokemon so they finally got out and reinvented the wheel with it, I think. So it looks really good, though. And it's a story about... It's the second... I don't know any of the regions. It's the second region that appeared in yeah. Gold and Silver. And it's set in... You have to go out and capture the first, very first Pokedex of that area. So no one knows any of these Pokemon. You go out and capture them. And it, looks, it actually looks quite good. I'm, I'm quite looking Can forward to seeing it. It's never yeah, it. like one fuckhead. Well, yeah. <laughs> or Steve. I, I mean, you're much less aggressive. Yeah, like... <laughs> Let's go, Keith. So, the next point was just... Because I don't think any of us actually are big handheld gamers, but what is your, your favourite and your least favourite handheld games? And my, I went with um, Uncharted. It's probably my favourite handheld game. I think it's... I have cleared it on there two or three times. And it, it plays great. It shoot it, The views utilise the gyro, gyroscope, so it, the, the actual shooting elements were quite good because you use the analog stick to vaguely line your shot up and then you just turn your hands a little bit to do it, which is how I think most handheld games should work. Uh, the, the graphics were incredible. The story was really good. 
I put the worst one was actually if you ever played Jack and Daxter, it it's not a bad game. It's just the port of it on the Vita was so oh, is that bad. Yeah, it's like t- yeah. ten to twenty, ten to fifteen frames a second, and it just looked really laggy, and it made everything really hard to jump with. So I just didn't really rate the rate the port, but the game itself was good. Uh, what about you, Ed? You got any? I was going to go Tetris for my favourite game because it's like one of my top five games of all time, but it's too obvious. So I've gone for the next one I've really enjoyed, which was surprisingly Metal Gear Acid on the PSP. Oh, that was a different one. It was a card game one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was a a nice mix of um, card game and Metal Gear. It was like like Metal Gear, but on acid. Yeah. Yay. But it's just it was just like a changing concept that made the game portable and it made it accessible to a less intense like it's hard to explain. But um so when you play Metal Gear, it's obviously you've got sprawling cutscenes, you've got immersive gameplay and all that stuff. But when you switch it to a portable market, you're not gonna be able to do that. So you either sacrifice on the cinematography for the sake of the game or change the game and keep the story. Yeah. And I felt Acid found a way around it where they could easily turn the whole Metal Gear survival stealth shooting mechanic into a, a card game. And to my personal experience, I thought it was fantastic, and I played that game for months. Um, at the time, I was when it came out, I was um, travelling to Leeds every two or three weeks, and it was with me on the train on every journey. Mm. And it was fantastic. It was just pick up and play. You can play it for an hour, put it down, play a new mission, and play a new mission. And it was just, just really accessible and really fun. What was your worst one? The original Mortal Kombat on the Game Boy. Oh, yeah, that was shit. That was a disaster. Yeah. And that was my first taste of Mortal Kombat as well. Because um, I couldn't get I didn't have a SNES at the time. Um, but it was like, my dad bought me it. Um, it was like the second game I had for the Game Boy. Um, obviously, the first one being Tetris. And he's like, oh, here's a, I know you like Street Fighter and stuff. I've seen you playing it in the arcades a bit. Here's another fighting game I was doing really well. But obviously, because it's got no blood or the fatalities were super pixelated, he didn't mind yeah. playing it. But the game ran at like five frames a second. <laughs> there was um, me and a friend from school. We had the, um, well, he had the um, link, cable. Link, link cable. What and we were playing on it. And a game would take like, it felt like it was taking five minutes to finish, just a 90 second fight, because it was just so much slowdown and you had to like, when he was inputting a special move it was like, back, back B <laughs> because if you input it too fast he just wouldn't recognise it, and it was Say that for granted actually, yeah yeah, and it was like, when I saw it available for the SNES I thought, I'm, I'm not going to buy this it was terrible for the, um for the Game Boy. I, my little adolescent brain thinking, oh yeah, the Game Boy was the best experience ever. <laughs> how um, wrong you were. How wrong I was. When I, like, again, walked into an arcade one day and saw Mortal Kombat being played and I absolutely fell in love with it. It's funny you say about the... I remember some kid at school had a Game Boy Link cable. We all just bullied him so we could trade Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, someone did that at our school as well. Um, but, um, only kid to have one. Yeah, but it was like it was like there was like three people in the whole year had it, and they ended up charging like a, a use like ten pence usage fee. Oh, uh, you see, just bully him. You say this, but Jay's probably giving Johnny Link Cable like PTSD for life now. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Kev, what's your favourite and your worst? <laughs> On that note, um, <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. I like, just to end point with Metal Gear Acid as well. 
that's actually a really refreshing take on a portable game purely because what we were just talking about earlier where there was a point to it instead of just being a port to a, a mini console mm. and it's quite nice like when they actually do stuff to change it up my best one it's i'm probably gonna give shit answers to be fair uh because i've not had that much experience with it. i've probably tinkered with them customized them and like modified them more than i've actually played them my favorite one is probably pokemon blue slash leaf green because of the amount of hours I purely put into them and I enjoyed them as a kid. I'd say blue, definitely, because of how much time and the sentiment. Green, because it's a prettier version of the same thing. And then let's go Pikachu. Again, same thing. And I don't really have a worse one, because, again, I didn't play that many. Honestly, I'm thinking of all the things I played on Game Boy and stuff, and I remember played, like, fucking GTA on a Vita, not a Vita, on a PSP. And, again, it wasn't bad. It just took forever to load. Release games like that, and like you don't have a right analog stick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, games reason... that are too big for the hardware are yeah. stuff that put me off. Stuff that like it can technically do it, but it doesn't mean it'll do a good job. Yeah, which yeah. is why cartridges are infinitely, you know, quicker than discs. Apart from obviously the brand brand new stuff, but like a Switch cartridge compared to like a PS5 or an Xbox Series X is a bit of a uh, an unfair comparison for Nintendo because the hardware is more powerful than the other consoles. But, like, generally, when you had, like, a SNES or a Mega Drive, you wouldn't have any loading, or you'd have very little loading. And the only things yeah. I can really tell you about bad portable games is ones I've heard of, like, the Genesis version of Sonic the Hedgehog original apparently is the worst port of anything ever. I don't know, because I've not played it. Did uh, the Master System one? No, they did a Mega Drive port on the Game Boy Advance of the original Sonic. Oh, oh dear. And apparently, like, screen crunch is a big thing, crap loading, awful sound effects. But, like, the, uh, it's funny talking about it. I'm, I'm tangenting a little bit, but I'll stop in a minute. I recently played the Mega Drive version of the Mega Man games uh, as opposed to the NES ones. Like, yeah. when remasters were unheard of. And um, I always forget that, like, the Mega Drive had so many more different, like, synthesizers and stuff in it. And it's the, it sounds like it's drunk. Like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> like the, uh, the audio sounds pissed, and the gameplay's like, I don't know how, the NES is faster than a next-gen Sega console. And it, <laughs> I've never played anything like it. I was like, oh, I'll just go back to the normal one now. Okay. Yeah. So... Uh, but yeah, I remember uh, that Pokemon. Master System version of Sonic was fucking dreadful. Did you ever play it? Or see it? Uh, yes. And, uh, but fucking hell, if you want a bad port, get the Game Gear version of the same thing. Jesus Christ, it's the same thing, but like an inch screen. Yeah, uh, that's what I mean. Yeah, Both yeah. Them, uh, they were good I mean, games. the Game Gear was great, because it was better than... Well, it wasn't, but it was better than a Game Boy. But yeah. the Master It was like... I don't know. Because it, it wasn't even like it was running a... Trying to run the game on a weaker console, it was like they purposely made the game worse to run on that console. Like the sprites and everything is shit. Oh, so downgraded so it runs faster. Sort of. Yeah, like they the remade the whole game to run on the master system, and it or or made the game to run on the master system. I don't know. I only research into which way round it came, but the master system version is absolutely atrocious compared to the Mega Drive version. And I know it is because it's probably because it's a weaker console, but. It's just all of it is terrible. I'm going to go have a look at it after this. I'm going to go yeah. play it after this. I'll, uh, I'll give you a hot take as well as we're talking about Master System. Alice the Kid is a shit game. Oh, yeah. Um, like, a lot of people are just like, oh, wow, it's amazing. Alice the Kid. I'm like, no. Go back and play it now. It's shit. 
Yeah, and that's a basic ass platformer, but god yeah. damn, if you want a brutal game that's like Dark Souls tier of unforgiving, Alex the Kid. Yeah. Yeah. I'm playing Alex the Kid in Miracle World, <laughs> and I end up pulling my down. head out. It's a fucking horrible yeah. game. Do you remember that shit helicopter he had? And oh, like, literally, yeah. like, <laughs> if you didn't get it pixel perfect, and he was like, what? <laughs> you know, three yeah. times, and it's like, start again. It's like, the fuck, I'm not punching this yeah. bitch again. There was, a, there was that thing in the in the, in the Miracle World one. They're like one of the bosses was like rock paper scissors. Oh, see, I remember that. Yeah, I never won, that, but I remember it. No, no, no one oh, ever won. Yeah, because yeah, the game yeah. read your choice. The quickest version of Heartbreak, thanks to Sega. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make them like that anymore. No. Hey, Sega's still in business. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, not yet, thing. not yet. I still think that that's going to happen. Oh, on that bombshell, I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, do you remember when we were supposed to talk about Game Boys? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't feel like this one had as much substance as some of the others, but, you know, we're here. That's what yeah. matters. Do you know what it is? It's content. That's what it is. It's quality content. over yeah. quantity. It yeah. is. Yeah, it's when... quantity content. I mean, quality. So... Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, if you can follow us on uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook. My name's Joe. I've, I've not really been a host this episode. We just we felt that we wanted to get some more episodes recorded, guys, for just for you, Mark, because you listen. Cheers, Mark. Bye. Bye. Bye.